we've got Elias Pariska, our game Anywhere Repair, and the Anywhere app today on It's Complicated. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm Lauren. And I'm James. And today we have James Salma in the studio. So if you guys watch, he's been a guest before, and Jen is out of town. Hi, Jen and Randy. We love you guys. Hey, Jen. Um, And she's traveling. So we... uh, I mean, who else would we want in here? Another Jay. We've got James in here. Um, and we hope you brought your drinking pants, son, because we are about to have some whiskey. I never complain about that. We are calling it a man tin because it's appropriate since our interview guest likes whiskey and he's experienced a lot of the big city life and uh, he's the genius creator of a dating app and we're going to get him in here and talk to him about it. So cheers to being uh, drunk early in the morning. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's whiskey. I don't know what to do. No, I'm so scared. And James, cheers to you for stepping in and co-hosting today. Thank you for having me here. We're going to do it. Like I'm really taking a sip. Let's do it. Oh my God. No. Oh my god, I'm not good at this game. Although this whiskey is very, I, I think you should. Pretty good. I think should you should take a swig of that. No, just take a swig of it by itself just because right yes, just do it. Um, Sorry, okay, Mom. just do it. So today <laughs> we mentioned that our interview guest is uh, the creator of a dating app called Anywhere. It's good, isn't it? This is good. I'm going to keep this. And yeah, it's all yours. It's your uh, party gift. And we've got Elias Pariska coming into the studio, you guys. So he is originally from Caracas, Venezuela. So he's like, you know, foreign and exotic. And he moved to the US. He was like 14 years old. And he says he's been everywhere ever since. Like 10 cities. He's been abroad. So like he's, you know, seen the world and traveled, which is a good thing. He attended Duke. He's got an education. He had got his master's masters there and then he like did all of the careers i don't know how you do this so he started out as a healthcare consultant in san francisco then he went to law school like okay no big deal let's just go to law school all of a sudden then he became an immigration attorney and lived in la for a little bit and decided screw this i'm going to get into the tech world and he founded Anywhere the dating app about a year ago. Well, they say necessity is the mother of invention, you know. And, yeah. uh, and he started he started anywhere out of just this deep frustration with dating when dating apps first started to become popular, which I think a lot of people <laughs> have we all feel have that a deep way. frustration, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, he considered himself pretty social and outgoing, and and before dating apps, he never really had a problem approaching women in person and striking up a conversation. Um, But, you know, when when dating apps came around, you noticed it became a lot easier just to swipe than to face the fear of rejection. You know, it's a lot easier behind a screen. Totally. Um, So, I mean, he and a lot of other men really stopped approaching women. Yeah. And he and his friends, they found themselves spending hours a day swiping and texting on dating apps, going to like three, you know, two or three days, dates a week. Yeah. Only to really realize there was no spark within minutes of meeting the person in real life, you know? Yeah. And that results, it just results with like a lot of wasted time and money. It it is. And that's what makes it frustrating. Then I think that that is what people do. They get stuck on the app and then they... they stop going out because they're Mm -hmm. like, this isn't working, right? Right. You're not seeing a result. So he went to a friend's wedding in Santa Barbara. He had this conversation about dating horror stories with these two girls. Something struck a chord all of a sudden. You know that like aha moment where you're like, oh Mm -hmm. my God. So he's like, fuck, I'm that dude. Like I'm that dude that is not approaching because the girls were like, we don't get approached anymore. And he was like, oh my God, I do that too. So he decided, you know, he needed to like limit himself with the dating apps. Like he was limiting himself he wasn't like being his full potential because he was missing that like personal interaction right Mm -hmm. so he decided like this is a problem for everybody it's not just a problem for me like clearly this is a problem well, this is the thing is that it's, it's you know, there he found studies, but I yes. think we can all agree, even if we have studies or not, right, yeah. that show people they're like overwhelmingly, they, they prefer meeting people in real life. Totally. I mean, you have that connection, you have that spark, or you don't, right? But at least you know. Yeah. But yet most people, or most of us in general, are primarily relying on dating apps to, to find dates. Yeah. You know, apps and sites. So, I mean, you basically bring in anywhere, right? Yeah. And with anywhere, I mean, they work to create this bridge to close the gap, you know, in, by empowering people to find the confidence to approach 
approach that cute stranger in person, right, at the bar. Yeah. Or Starbucks in line or the fruit aisle at Ralph's or anywhere you go, hence anywhere. Anywhere. To be in the moment and pay attention to the people that are around you instead of when you go home and you're all by yourself and then you're looking for somebody. Like it sort of seems counterproductive, right? right. So we always say that we want to find a partner with like drive and ambition and like a career and someone that, you know, shows they're capable of like focus and determination, which are good character qualities, right? Mm So imagine if you met that someone that had all of that wrapped up in the package of someone who created a dating app. Hello? Like, how could that be more perfect? Well, lucky us, because we've got Elias in here, and he is that dude. And we are, you know, we're going to pick his brain. We want to know, like, we want to know what his relationship status is. Like, if he's single, if he's in a relationship, and why. If Mm -hmm. he uses his own app, or if he did to get where he is. And, like, how effective it's been for him and his friends. We're just going to straight up fucking ask him. Because (laughs) there's, like, 7 billion dating apps. And we want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. But first, we are going to air our dirty laundry and let you know what we've been up to over the week. I had a regular weekend. It was, like, on the regular. With... My boyfriend and his daughter, we watched a movie Friday night. I may or may not have said 700 times, like, this is a Friday night. Because a Friday, I always say this on the show, Friday nights are so hard for me. It's like after the long week, I'm fucking tired. I'm not 22 anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 24, but. Obviously. Uh, yeah. but Celebrating your anniversary of your 22nd birthday. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like tired. And it was nice to just like sit down and watch a movie with my boyfriend and his daughter. Like do the regular things. Then we like, you know, did, had a, she had a sleepover on Saturday. Saturday night. I did a home cooked meal on Sunday. We watched the Patriots game. Like, it was just normal. And then, but what was not normal was Monday, I went to Dancing with the Stars. I've seen the show. I love the show. I love the cast. I'm really rooting for Nick and Vanessa. We love that they have like couple goals mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, yeah. And I went to a live taping and it was like so fun. You do not realize it, that show is like a perfect dating partnership because you realize how much time and effort every single person has to put in to make that work there you like the it is a live taping and you have no i don't know if you've ever been or if any listeners have ever been you have no idea how hard everyone works behind the scenes and the dancers i never was so fun nick and vanessa did amazing and they're both still in it and i love them and i love that they're a couple and they're dancing with a couple it's really cool so cute and yeah. I saw your pictures from the show and everything. Oh my god, it was, it was so blast. fun. It was like so the most fun. I want to go again. It's, it looks awesome. Um, yeah. What have you been up to? What have you been doing? Um, as you spent the weekend with your boyfriend, I spent the weekend with my girlfriend. Okay. And um, We need to know about this. How long have you guys <laughs> been dating? Uh, just a little over a month, a mm-hmm. couple months. You know, mm-hmm. get it, we're getting to the point where it's going to be uh, public probably soon. Okay, but, you know, we're going to hang out. And if she's watching this, she's cringing right now that I'm saying that. She's but, like, no, don't yeah. <laughs> out me. We won't say, say your name. No, um, no, no. But it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's great. Okay, but awesome. so you been dating so this is interesting you've been Mm -hmm. dating for a month and this is okay and you're saying this is my girlfriend now that stage happens differently for everybody you guys felt like you were aligned in that aspect of like wanting to not and i don't i think it's okay if someone is like uh, well i'm you know i'm moving at a different pace i Mm -hmm. think that's okay to say but you guys feel like you're on the same yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it started out more organically than you know this whole kind of like you you meet whether it's on a dating app or or just meet at a bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. We knew each other a little bit before we started dating. Okay. You know, and so you kind of are a big advocate of the friend foundation. I know you talk about that a lot on your show, right? Which remind yeah. everyone your show, uh, New School Romance, yeah. is my show. You can listen in at newschoolromance.com. Um, in fact, she was at one point a guest on the show. Shut. The front door. Now I'm like, who is this? I want to go on your Instagram and fucking figure it out. Yeah, which I'm sure if you if you really sleuth hard enough. What? But, Wait. Yeah. Oh, we are talking after. And now. Know, so, yeah, you didn't even know that. Which no. Is, I wanted, yeah, yeah, live reveal. Can't drop a fucking um, bomb on me like sorry, that, James. Sorry, Lauren. I had to, drinking you know, I had my to, whiskey I got to keep you on your toes, I know you, know? you do. Okay, that's uh, good. But that's good. Yeah. Do you think, can I ask you, do you think it's okay if people are moving at a different pace? I think it's okay if, as long as you both respect. So it's it's kind of one of those things that like I think the slower pace has to be respected, because the person who wants to be quicker is going to be like they you don't want to pressure. Want, you don't want to pressure, right? Yeah. So it's like you're going to be you know have to kind of pull yourself back and go okay. If you want something that's going to be long term, right? If you're like if some you're serious about this person, then why rush it? You're right. right. Yeah, so you have to respect that they're taking their time for a reason, but right. don't yeah. take it personally. How do you know the difference between that and like maybe they're just not communication? Okay, you know if somebody's like, listen, I'm like, I'm I'm in this, I want this to work, you know, and therefore I want to take it at the right pace and make sure that everything's cool okay, and fair. set in stone. You know what I mean? Whether you like it or not, I'm I'm more of like a like a 
okay, if this is right, just go for it. Me too, you know? yeah. when it feels that way. Right. I know yeah. when it doesn't feel that way, but then I don't waste time. Mm-hmm. Like if I know it gets to a point where that person is now saying they want to go to the next step, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and if that to me feels like, yeah, mm, yeah then yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, I can't. Right, because you know something's not right. Because I know something's yeah. not right. Some people are okay with it because they're receiving attention and they like that mm-hmm. for some reason, but I can't do that. Yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, well, that's fun. So you had fun with your girlfriend. Yeah, we spend, we spend a lot of time together and we do all sorts of, you know, great stuff. And like a variety of things. It's one of those things where you can just, you can either hang out and just, you know. Do nothing. Chill. Yeah, or you go out to events or you go out to, you know, just dinners or whatever. And, and, and LA, there's always something to do. There so. is. And, and I'm assuming she's probably not from LA because like nobody here is from here. Ironically, we're actually from about a half an hour away Shut from each other. Yeah. Up. So random. I had to come 3,000 miles away from Boston to meet somebody from Boston. I have a girlfriend who is actually my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend from college, who I knew before I met him, and it is a good friend of mine, and I could see, like, she's the great. She is, like, Crazy. so fun and great and is one of my friends. They, she is now married. She met her husband in their hometown when she was, like, there's a bit of an age difference, so she was mm. really young, and he was, like, in his 20s or something, and then they re-met in L.A. Now they're married. It's so great. Weird. It's amazing. It I love stories amazing. like that. So good. I yeah, hope then yeah. we'll have to, you know, we'll have to check in with you and see how all that's totally. going. So far, um, so good. Yeah. And also we play, uh, you know, we listen to our listeners. They ask us questions and we want to make sure that we answer what our listeners, because we talk about our things, hoping that it resonates with you. But like sometimes we get specific questions. So Mm -hmm. Lauren Chow wants to know why a guy would ask you out multiple times. You're going to have to. Oh, boy. Why? And a lot of women I know have, you know, talked about this. Mm -hmm. Why does someone ask you out multiple times and tell you they want to see you and act excited and then they flake every time it comes out to having plans? Like, what do you think that is? It's probably if you haven't. So I have a friend who it depends. It depends on the context, right? Like if you haven't met this guy, if he's an online dating guy or whatever, you know, things like that, which I shouldn't say anything bad about dating apps Mm -hmm. because obviously a lot of people meet off them. Mm -hmm. And we're here to talk about it today. Um, But I have a friend who also is, you know, a dating coach and very successful. And he says, if you haven't met somebody in person yet, they don't exist. Agreed. Like, right? You need to really keep That special keep it. connection hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. So yeah. it's like you need to take everything they say with a grain of salt. Sure. As, as much as, you know, it, it kind of sucks to have to pull back on the throttle and be like, I'm really excited about this person. Anybody can say anything they want. Right? Yep. So it really is the actions. So like, why might he ask me out multiple times? He's probably asking out multiple women multiple times. Right? It's like, these are things that you hate to say out loud. Totally. But it's like, if he's, not, if he's not really being serious about the plans then you you may be on kind of like a text rotation of people that he's asking out. See, I call that, and I've heard it before, so I'm using someone else's term, being benched. It's like you're on the second string <laughs> roster. You're being yeah. benched right now, which, guess what, though? In all actuality, like, this dude's not your fucking boyfriend. Like, right. yeah. so he, you don't, ex- find, that, find that grain of salt balance on the fence where you're like, I've never met this person. They owe me nothing. Mm -hmm. There's no connection. He's not my boyfriend. So I should, there's only a certain amount of things you can expect at that point. But if you have met like one time, because what if you have, you met out one time at a bar and then Mm -hmm. this is happening, then what do you think? If you've actually met it, if it's, if it's just the initial meeting at the bar and then like he kind of flakes, I mean, it's, it's typically guys don't actually ask for plans unless they're serious about making them. You sure. know what I mean? So like that's it, what I think too. Yeah, like guys will actually put in the effort to to see you. But if he if he's asking you out and then he's flaking, he's probably trying to you know keep you interested just enough to stick around. Sure. But it's like you know he's like maybe eventually I'll kind of want to see her. But if he doesn't actually put in the time to see you and to spend time with you, then that's really after, all you need to know. After a couple of times, I would say my advice to Lauren is like, okay, yeah, maybe some of those things are happening. But after a couple of times of that happening, yeah. you got to. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. You can even make you can make time for coffee. You can make time for whatever. Like if you really want to see somebody bad enough, it doesn't have to be like an all out, you know, date or like weekend away, right? It's like you just get together and do something because you're like, I'd rather see you. Than you're not. interested yeah. to see. I yes. agree. So sorry, I don't think that that guy sounds like a good guy if he's a real guy. You'll know it if he wants to see you. Yeah, I agree. Don't put him in time. And don't forget to connect with us on the socials at Complicated Show where you can ask questions and comments because we like to know. And totally. now we are going to pack up our emotional baggage and. <laughs> (laughs) And we are going to meet our celebrities in baggage claim because, holy shit, the Kardashians are reproducing like wildfire. That's not even a saying. It's not. We're reproducing like wildfire. What the fuck is that? They're reproducing like rabbits. I don't even know. But Kylie Jenner is pregnant. And um, she's 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, her boyfriend is uh, a rapper, and um, they were at the iHeart Music uh, radio festival thing together. And, um, you know, I, uh, Travis 
Scott is her boyfriend, and I don't know how long they've been together, and I think they keep their relationship under wraps, but allegedly she's pregnant, and um, I, I I would assume that that wasn't a planned thing as a 20-year-old, but, like, also you have all the money in the world, so, like, it's probably not going to be a thing for you to, like, now have to, like, change your lifestyle because you have a baby, which is sort of sad because you should because you're going to have a baby, but... Also, you're 20, so what the fuck? Babies having babies. I'm sorry. I think it's a really dumb fucking decision. I don't want to say a baby is a bad thing ever, but, like, you're 20. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if you were 20 and you had a baby? When I was 20, I I shouldn't have. No. You can't take control of somebody else's life. And you know what? Granted, she lives a lifestyle of and it has experienced things of someone who is probably much older than her at this point. Like, But it doesn't. I just... You're fucking twenty. You're still looking at it through the lens of a twenty year old, True. regardless of like what you've experienced. True. And you know, your entire perspective still has to evolve and change over over time. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, yeah. I agree. So you know, I hope that like there it ends up being okay. But she's twenty, and it makes she's me 20, very nervous. Yeah. And age, you know, age or not, I mean, it looks like there's something in the Kardashians' water uh, because yeah. earlier today, um, I mean, sources told E News that Khloe Kardashian is pregnant yeah. with her boyfriend Tristan Thompson's baby. Yes, and they've been together for a while, and they're super cute together. So yeah, and 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 you know, she's 33, the 33 year old, you know, keeping up with the Kardashian star, and the 26 year old. Oh, I player. didn't realize he was so much younger. Yeah, Holy shit balls! Yeah. So he's got six years on, you know. On the other uh, Kardashian slash Jenner who's pregnant. Um, yeah. But they began dating a year ago and, you know, after they met on a, a blind date set up by yeah. a friend in September. Yeah, so September th- yeah. 2016. Yeah. And during the year-long relationship, the two have been, you know, pretty open about wanting to start a family together. And but... she has on the show, too. They're going into right. their 10th yeah. season or whatever their anniversary season is or whatever. And <laughs> they're, you know, she's been openly when she was married, she wanted to have a baby and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you know, I think it's, like, probably a good thing that she's having a, I don't know, what I mean, whatever it's not none of it's bad sure, I yeah. just she is I think from the outsider's perspective in a different place to, to- welcome totally. it totally I mean and she's been through you know a, a bunch of shit with like marriages divorce you know whatever yeah, exactly. she's been through like whatever and you, you know when you and I think you know a year with somebody I mean it's, it's yeah you've gone through you've gone through the seasons you've gone through the sure. holidays like you know okay maybe I maybe I want to start a family with somebody I think I mean, that a year is it's kind of quick but you know. I agree. A year is kind of quick, but it's also not so little time to not to. It, you have a better idea at that point. Yeah, I don't know how long. Uh, I think it's like four or five months, Kylie. Kylie, I'm I was going to say. Sure, I feel yeah. like it's not very long, yeah. and they're so young. I literally, th- I heard somewhere like that it was like five. It's like five or six months that they've been together, but she's like four months pregnant. What? I, that's what I heard. Don't quote me, but I'm, I saw that on. I saw that the other day, and it was Dude, like pretty what are quick. You doing? Either also, way, quick, yeah. do you know? I'm sure we all do, but it is like people getting pregnant. Sometimes I think Mm -hmm. like, how does it even happen? Because it's like, there's only like two days a month and then you have to like, you know. How does it happen? Well, Lauren, when a man and woman care about each other, what happens? ready for this right now. (laughs) Let me sit you down. I'm just like, you know, things have to happen. Like they have to align. Like, are you being that careless? You have to know, like Mm -hmm. take the pill or whatever you want, your form of birth control. Like nothing's 100% effective, but like, what are you doing? I mean, for two, if you have, if you each are using a fail safe for lack of a better term yeah. you're using protection and both fail like that's really oh, slim chances very right slim, slim so different. somebody's got to be careless or somebody's just got to be agree. like you know and, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunately i mean i think that's becoming more and more common and people are just facing the consequences i mean yeah and you know you got to step up and take your you know be responsible but like yeah. they're obviously i'm just gonna assume and maybe this is the wrong assumption like they can pay for all the care in the world so maybe her lifestyle doesn't need to change maybe she's not really affected by the fact that she has a baby maybe that's why you're careless because you're like mm. i don't fucking care i can hire a nanny in two seconds flat and still fly to miami whenever i want and still go to the club and still do all the things i'm 20 years old i'm young yeah, could be which that's- brings in a whole other conversation about like the morality of having a child and like adjusting your lifestyle you know what i mean even if you can just pay for all the care in the world doesn't mean you should doesn't mean you should i agree and you know um there are no achy breaky hearts in this story because (laughs) billy ray cyrus and tish cyrus Mm -hmm. i guess like never really got divorced or they were going to and then they didn't and there there's been pictures of them on social media and they've been out at things together and you know they're trying to uh, sources close to them say they're trying to move forward together and that you know there was some talk in like 2011 that they got back together um you know e-news confirmed that and you know they then were 
back into filing for a divorce again like a couple years later. So, I mean, you know, there's something to say for trying to make it work and they've got like a couple kids together. But like, what do you think about that? I mean, this is an extreme thing because it's relationship. It's a marriage with Mm -hmm. children. But like also just on the smaller scale, you're breaking up and getting back together like in just a relationship. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, typically it's like it's there's a reason why it's not working even in a marriage like like this you're saying like yeah yeah. and it's you know you have to be careful because it's there's obviously a fine line between like yes fix it and make it work right and trying to hold something together that should be just falling apart right you know what i mean right so it's like is it real and i mean and you know it's it's not like miley is a toddler right no that's true that's and that's another thing too like if you're trying to stay together and make it work because you've got kids and you're trying to like focus on that part of your family as well which is obviously equal factor yeah, but yeah. their kids are older. Yeah, and it's and it's. I mean, there must be a reason why they're wanting to stay together, and like I give them again credit for yeah. you know fighting it out or whatever. But it's like, it, why is it such an up and down? Why is there so much back and forth? You know, eventually you just yeah. have to say. Eh. That always makes me wonder too. If you're in a situation like that, like are you in a toxic cycle of right. some sort yeah. where you're the thrill of like. <sighs> The lows are really, really low and the highs are really, really high. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. you go through this thing and this feeling of loss and then the thought of that pain going away and being remedied by that person coming back is why you're going back. Yeah. And not really because you're paying attention to any of the things that are making it stop to begin with. Well, and I think in, to some extent we've all experienced the, the situation where, like, we're emotionally involved in something, right? But and, yeah. and no matter how many of our friends or colleagues or anybody says something to us – we block it out and yeah. stick with the emotional tunnel vision. Totally. Right? So that could definitely be being what's happening here. And like, there's a comfort level mm-hmm. that the two of them have together. Mm-hmm. They've been together for so long. And it's like, and some people need, I'm not saying they do, but some people need conflict. They're like, it's almost like they're so used to it. It's their comfort zone. Yep. And if something starts to smooth out, they're like, Oh, it shit, feels not normal, right. so they're yeah. like this. Even though it's an uncomfortable thing, it doesn't feel normal. Right. It's like let yeah. me rock the boat just to right. get some conflict in here to feel better, about or it, to know? make it feel exciting. Maybe that could be, but it's the wrong kind of excitement. Totally the wrong you know, kind you, of excitement. You should be excited about a future with somebody and like the excitement in that that way, but like the volatility is just not. You know? So you know, let's hopefully they you know work it out and get to the right place. And I know that Miley and her man have gone up and down. So let's just hope that they all end up being happy and no achy breaky hearts there's, here. No, there's always you know. Yeah. And speaking of boys and girls, there's another girl. Yeah. Another girl. Um, so, someone just let the cat out of the bag that yeah. uh, someone is. Pregnant with a girl. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah, uh, the Walking Dead actor who's notoriously private, yeah, uh, had quite the slip up of secret information when he accidentally informed an entire crowd of people at the Supernatural <laughs> convention. There's a little bit of a mistake. Yeah, uh, in New Jersey earlier today, that he and his lady love Hillary Burton were expecting a baby girl. You guys. Whoops. And then he called himself out on Twitter, right? And like someone mm-hmm. took a picture of him like in the moment, like, and he was like, this is, then he texted the picture out and was like, whoopsie, that was the moment, like right when I said oh, like that it was a girl and yeah. like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I guess Hillary's being fine with it. Cause it's like, you know, at some point, like the cat's going to come out of the bag. It's public. Yeah. People want to know, like people are trying to find out they're looking for signs or looking for shit. Like right, right, he right. played it off. Like at least he called himself out and didn't go back and was like uh you know what i mean he's just like oh well whoops you gotta embrace it at that point i mean it's gonna happen anyway just like fucking would you it's sort of like this when you are ready to have a baby or Mm -hmm. i hate saying ready because you're never going to be ready when you have a baby (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. or your significant other is pregnant do you want to find out the sex of the baby Before, like, because at any moment it's a surprise. So this is what's making me think this. Like, whether they say it accidentally on stage or whether someone gets a picture after the baby's born, like, it's going to be revealed at some point. Yeah. How do you want it to be revealed for you? Or how do you think you want it to be revealed? I think, I mean, that's a really good question. I don't know if I can answer that on the fly. I think I would I would want to know in order to, pre- to prepare. Yeah. Like, you, can like you want stuff, to get, like, the certain like, things? Or yeah, some people I are like, so. I don't care because all the things are gender neutral anyway that I'm going to get. So. I don't know. I don't I know mean, if that's would be, Lauren. I don't know if I know, be, I'm know, not like, saying that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I also was in the childcare industry forever and was a mm-hmm. nanny for, like, 15 years. And I'm not going to lie, like, it's weird, but, like, kids gravitate, like, a lot of the boys that I worked with yep. gravitated towards cars and balls. Totally. And, th- and this wasn't because that those toys 
were the only toys that were there. Like if we were in a place where there was all of the toys, right. they would go for that thing. <laughs> And not and all these boys are different types of boys that yeah. I worked with. Yeah. Some were very introverted. Some were super athletic. Some were more artsy. Like mm-hmm. they always went though for like the toys that you would think were a gender male toy. So this is probably like a non PC thing to say. In this well, just say it because we're obviously fucking not yeah, PC. Nobody here. gives a shit. Like the fa- the fact that like a lot of these. So you have to think to yourself like, are these toys based on boys' interests because? They're trying to make, or, or is it yes. naturally already what boys gravitate towards? So then they make toys for that interest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Which there are biological first. differences. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't deny the fact that there are biological differences between boys and girls. So the toy companies and things like that probably molded themselves to those preferences. Sure, because they want to make money. Sure, rather than creating the preferences for the boys and girls, right? So it's like you can see yeah. that naturally. Like yeah. they just that's what they want. Yeah, girls go pink, boys go blue. It's like, and then this is how. And it comes into the dating world. It becomes mm-hmm. very obvious, and it's a topic all the time. You talk about it. We talk about it. Gender roles in society. And your whole thing is about the new school romance and how those gender roles are changing and how to adapt to them. Mm-hmm. And it's a real fucking thing. Gender roles are real. Yep. They change, and they are real. And it starts with a damn baby toy, <laughs> I think. Because it, because it, you go towards what's natural to people. Totally. Like, there are things in relationships that I do... Because it just feels natural. To you. And right. so I think exactly. you do whatever you do with that. But it's by by definition, like it's typically more of a male-focused yes, role, right? Totally. But I don't do that because it's supposed to be a male-focused role. No. I do it because it's what feels natural. Exactly. And same thing with a woman. Or because somebody gave you a car when you were two and now you're obsessed. I'm kidding. Because I, I went know. towards it because I wanted it anyway. Oh, so, which yeah. one was first, James? Uh, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Um, all right, guys. And before we get our guest in here, I'm quickly, or reality TV recap, I went to Dancing with the Stars, like I said. that I went to the Monday night performance. They did two dances this week, you guys. And the reason why we're talking talking about this show is because these people on the the second episode on Tuesday night they had to do sexy dances and a lot of the women were having a hard time being sexy with the men because mm. they were in relationships and they felt really weird touching and being close to somebody uh, you know and mm. I can understand that that would be so it was interesting to see that and um, also we're going to quickly before we talk to our guest coming here we're going to talk about the Anywhere app because our guest is the creator of the Anywhere app and we'll get into the details about it but we just want to say like this app is is around and made to basically kind of get you off the app mm-hmm. so when you're out in public you use this app to show who el- else is in your proximity and how you can connect with them in the moment okay and so you check into places right and then you go say hi to the person or you wave right yeah yeah yeah, it shows you the locations where other people are currently checked in. Yeah. But it's not going to show you, you know, who they are until you actually go there and check in yourself. And as a girl, you can decide if you're, like, going to be seen or not. And then if you – I think the old we'll, – we'll ask our guest. The old version was, like, you can um, just leave and then you check out or you can check yourself out or anywhere. But – so there's safety things, too, because we sure. want to make sure everyone feels safe. But right. it's – we – Jen and I talk about this often. We – it's like the apps – are used to connect people and we like that but like get off the app and i think this sounds counterproductive but they they're trying to get you off the app they're trying to get you to be use the technology to your advantage for in-person meetings totally which again like you said earlier i mean you're either sometimes you're home on your couch or you're like laying in bed swiping through stuff right yeah it's like you're not out in public this is like a way to you know capitalize on the fact that i'm out i'm also on a dating app let's combine these two things and be like who else is here around me that uh, I can talk to. And we have the creator right here. You got Okay, now you're Elias, is how you say it? That's correct. Okay, so I said it wrong at first, but now I'm right. Elias. Perfect. Got it. Okay, so make sure, Elias, that you are centered there and everyone can see you and we can hear you. Um, we have a whiskey for you because. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> There's a couple different glasses and mugs in there. I'm not sure which one is in. But. Yes, and yeah. we want to make sure we can hear you. So, Maris. Do it, do it. Marissa, how is is the sound, Maris? Okay, so different headset, Maris? Yeah, okay, so just grab a different headset, yo. We're making this happen on the fly. I think there's one right there. One, any one of those. Because we want to make sure we can hear you because you have a lot of good things to say. And you seriously, like, made an app that I feel is like I haven't been on it. I think Jen has tested it out. But I'm in a relationship, so it would be weird if I was on it. But um, 
you know, we really want to know. It came from the fact that you were frustrated with your current situation, correct? Right. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. How is that, Marissa? Are we good? Great. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, it came – necessity is the mother of, of invention, right? right. Okay. <laughs> well, f- first of all, thank you so much for having me oh here. Oh, my God, of course. I'm a big fan of the show. Great. Um, and it sounds like you guys already gave me an amazing pitch. Well, so we did. We did the best we could. But I no. mean, we yeah, just yeah. gave yeah, the facts. Yeah, thanks for coming in. With, yeah. <laughs> the facts, everyone. Yeah. No, I really appreciate the kind words. Um, yeah, this, this whole thing started by you know, trying all the dating apps that were out there. And over time – you know, it's become a, a common trend where you try three, four, five different apps that you have on your phone. Yeah. You get on all of them and then you get extremely frustrated and just delete all of them for like periods of time. And then, you know, right. curiosity sets in again and you try them all over again. Yeah, it's like an up and down thing a, for sure. Yeah, it, it's a cycle that, that you go through back and forth. Um, and after several of those cycles and an immense amount of disappointment, you know, I remember I was I was at this wedding with two of my closest female friends from San Francisco, and they're you know sharing their Tinder horror stories, and yeah. we get to the point where we realize like there has to be a better way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Particularly, one thing that stuck with me is that they said um, that guys no longer approach them in real life when they were out at bars. Right. They would see guys swiping on Tinder and you know not engaging in mm-hmm. person, um, and that's when it hit me that I I became that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to be able to go out, be social, approach people, get people's phone numbers, yeah. and I completely stopped because it's just so much easier to pull out your phone, swipe, and text. Because away. you, because we were just talking about gender roles, and you know, generally speaking, the guy is supposed to approach right. mm-hmm. the woman, and so for you as a male, it probably feels a little more scary to have that responsibility and know that rejection is happening maybe more so so for a dude Mm -hmm. on an app it's like it feels a little safer in that way where you're like yeah yeah. right you completely avoid the fear of rejection yeah Mm -hmm. it's that's what it's all about in in fact you know tinder's first uh, pitch deck as they were raising money this is you know uh, published you can look it up on uh on google it, their main problem that they identified is that fear of rejection and that something like Tinder would completely eliminate it. So it really okay. just eliminates the need for you to go up to somebody and strike up a conversation. But it's so, so funny because that's what people want. Exactly. Exactly. So right? I think they just overcorrected a problem that mm, wasn't really mm-hmm. a problem. It's okay. just something that is, is difficult to deal with as a human being but right. ultimately makes you stronger when you have that confidence right. to approach somebody and engage in person. And it's how you get better at it too, right? Right. I mean, it's exactly. With, yeah. That's like with anything. Yeah, right. It's like you can't expect that you're just going to come out of the womb and be really good at soccer or whatever the hell it is. Like you have to try it things. You And that's the whole thing goes back to like technology and like millennials and like people who are just so soft and like not the determination lacks. It's like right. the whole you're trophy totally, thing yeah. too, right? right? Like everyone gets a trophy. Like a lot of people are like, no, no. Not everyone gets a trophy. The you ones who try it. and earn it mm-hmm. get and, – and you shouldn't make fear-based decisions. And if it's – you know that saying like if it scares you, do it. Right. That, this is like something that sort of you know helps exemplify that. Like it might feel scary but like the result is good, right? Exactly. And, and so I'll tell you this. I, I spent the first two months of this year – doing nothing else but interviewing people face-to-face, uh, people that are single on these dating apps. And something that I – mean, a lot of fascinating information came out. People, you know, complete strangers, friends of friends that I'd never met in my life just shared some of the most intimate details about Wait, their dating oh, we're going to have to dive into yeah. that. But, but one point that I wanted to share based on the comment you just made is that, uh, you know, a question that I asked pretty much every guy that I interviewed was, you know, what lowers that fear of rejection for you? And – for one, it's you know knowing that that person is single, mm-hmm. uh, but particularly knowing that that person is also interested in me. At that point, that fear of rejection lowers. That barrier to entry is is much easier to get through. But uh, the more interesting point was that no one ever regrets walking up to somebody and saying hi, even mm-hmm. when you get turned down. Good point. No one's like, oh, my God, that was horrible. It's like the anticipatory anxiety about, like, I'm going to have to go do that. And also, people need to realize that your biological self mixes the feeling of excitement and anxiety. It it produces the same bodily reaction. So, like, maybe in the moment of, like, before you're going to approach someone, realize it might be excitement that you're feeling, too. Right. And that's that's the beautiful thing about this. And that's why we're so passionate about this project is because – it's it's those experiences that 
put you in the edge of your comfort zone that are that, that make you feel alive like that adrenaline yes. that's rushing through your through your body um your heart beating out of your chest like those are the experiences that you know at the end of the day whether it works out or not makes you feel like you know accomplished it totally. makes you feel yeah. like yeah. you yeah. overcame something difficult today yeah. Uh, you grab life by the balls and you right. went on. Yeah, I agree. A day without that feeling is kind of like, what did you yeah, do? Right? We, like, how did you? Yeah, do? you want to just live like some quote unquote like normal life. You want some of those things sometimes, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So people must be people must be responding positively. Then, if this is something that maybe like a hole that's being filled. I mean, what kind of positive responses have you gotten from? The yeah, app? it's the feedback from from the user base has been amazing and mm. overwhelmingly positive. Um, so we're still in beta testing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the way that we've been operating is, you know, we develop for a few weeks, then we host a few events around the LA area to get people to try the app and give us feedback. That way we can look at the data, figure out what works, and scrap what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, after these events, we always connect back with, with the users, the people that, that were at those events that used the app. And it's, the, the experience is overwhelmingly positive. We have seen Good. people meet face-to-face right in front of us. Um, that's I think, awesome. I think really cool, Jen, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jen was at the Uncorked Wine Festival. Oh, that's back right. In that's May. that is yes. That's, that's where she heard yes. about this. Yeah. Um, that event was by far our most successful event. Uh, there were 2,000 people in this wine festival in Culver City. Mm. And, so smart um, to yeah. be there. Totally. Oh, we yeah. got we got um, over 100 people to download the app and use it at that event. Wow. And, and you know the engagement numbers were through the roof. That's a good amount of data right there. So when you what you know you say that you do these meetings and then it's in the beta phase mm-hmm. and you're going and then correcting things. What talk about a little bit like the evolution of the app because we often on the show talk about what doesn't work right. and mm-hmm. we're searching for that thing that does. So what didn't work at first and where are you now? Right. So it's it's a tricky. If you really like, sit back and think about the concept, and and if if you've tried the app before, then you know what I'm talking about. It's um, the way that it's currently designed. Uh, it only provides for a very limited universe of possibilities for you to see somebody on the app because it only currently shows you um, whether somebody else that meets your preferences is currently checked in within a five mile radius. Mm-hmm. Got so it. Okay. Not having, but invested- they have to still meet your preferences. Correct. It's not just any person that's there correct got it um so it, but since we're still in beta uh test we haven't invested in marketing yet because we don't believe the app is ready um so you know we don't have a lot of users in the la area yet and okay you know we're only on iphone only in the la area while we're still beta testing right um but what we're working on now which is very exciting is um the ability to tell anywhere to check you in automatically without you having to pull out your phone. The Got it. Which, and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which, which, we, which we learned over the past few months is one of the biggest points of friction with this model is that people need to remember that they have yes. anywhere mm-hmm. and check in at the right moment. Right. So, so how does that work then? You just can't force close your app? No, you can't. So it, what? That's, that's a, it geolocates you even if it's not... Yeah, and that's what makes it so tricky is that – That's um, awesome and, yeah. like, amazing to even th- wrap your brain around. Yeah. Okay, whoa. It's, it's, it's a pretty tricky feature to develop, and we've been working on it for um, a little bit over a month. But it's coming out nicely. Uh, we're, we're expected to be ready uh, in, in the next couple of weeks, and we're super excited. So what does it send you, like a banner? to? Re- how right. do you know – It sends you a push notification okay. when, whenever you are um, automatically checked in at a location – uh, we're, we're starting only with like bars and restaurants and coffee shops. Places that mm-hmm. would make sense to be, you right. would be in to a social people. mode. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can always turn that feature off if you sure. like. So, okay. Yeah. So uh, it's like a toggle on the app somewhere that exactly. you, okay, got and it. So it won't sense. check you into like a courthouse or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, when I was single, I used to go to the hospital, like if I was at the doctor's office or something, like I was like, um, I mean, I guess, <laughs> hi. <laughs> that's, yeah, it could happen. Anywhere. Exactly. I mean, but then, but then there, if you're going to like a place like that and you're thinking like, hey, man, I'm visiting a friend that had a baby at the hospital. I want to meet a hot doctor. Then turn your anywhere out. If you have on. baby fever, then, you know. You hey, never yeah. know. There could be a doctor on break or you, something and you could bump into that person anywhere. Anywhere, hey, anytime. Two of my yeah. closest friends are doctors and they both 
date within the within their hospital system. So it's That's it's, it's yeah. a thing. It happens. Yeah. Okay. Also, <laughs> Jen is single, and um, she is not here, but she is like, I am so sorry, but you need to make something happen. So those doctor friends maybe need to talk to Jen Golden, and maybe we could make something happen. She likes doctors. <laughs> what, what happened? Where, where is she? I was excited to because I know that she's, she's tried the app before. Yes, she's traveling and visiting uh, family. Mm. It was a last minute thing, and yeah. so of course we got the other expert in here but she is like dying about you being here and she is like set me up with somebody every time someone comes in here i'm like how do we make this but that's the thing too is like being thinking about jen is you know a very social person and she likes to think about how she can make her dating life work in whatever aspect is happening. So this is a good example. Like you're in the moment somewhere, you get a notification or you're thinking about it. So you turn it on and you then use the technology to connect because Mm -hmm. like we always say, and Brian Howie are one of our favorite guests that we've ever had and is the head of the network where our podcasts air. He always says, get your head out of your apps. (laughs) <laughs> right? Like he's like do and that's like kind of a perfect slogan for Absolutely. your you know Absolutely. Um I might steal that. You <laughs> and maybe it. you can, you know, pay him some money and do that. No, exactly. but so okay, so now you're you're developing this this mode where it's gonna connect you and it sort of like makes up foolproof, right? Right. Well so it it'll just get the app more populated more often. So it'll okay. give you the impression that there is actually a good amount of people on this app in mm-hmm. the LA area and um, the idea is that people will be incentivized to use it much more often. So then the goal is you know that that's scary, right? Well, this is – this is. I'm not sure if this is where you're going with this, but okay. I've, I've got a question based around mm-hmm. – because I work with some one-on-one clients and just yep. people that I hear from every single day. A lot of women, their concern is like they won't even have a guy pick them up for a date these right. days. Right, which you shouldn't because they're complete strangers. And yeah, but so is an Uber driver. So is a pizza delivery that's a true, guy. That's true. Right? That's true. And you're getting in these Ubers like shit faced. That's correct. And then you're like, yeah. take me home. Take me. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> right. is so safe. That's so true. <laughs> right. But at the same, but then, but for something like this, I'm sure there's concerns about privacy and things like yes. that, which I'm sure you've you've heard and you've addressed. Yes. So how do you how do you overcome that kind of question? So people? you know, from the beginning, um, the thing that was very clear to me, I'm I'm a huge feminist. I am very much in tune with. The, Likewise, yeah. Um, with, with women's issues mm-hmm. uh, of today. So I, I surrounded myself. I realized that for something like this, a woman's perspective is absolutely vital. So I surrounded myself with a, a group of women advisors through which I run every decision that I make mm-hmm. uh, for this app. And very early on, it became, it became very clear that privacy and safety concerns were going to be a huge factor in the decision-making process for, yeah. for this app. Yeah. So um, that's why, you know, early on we did a lot of uh, – user research, a lot of conversations with people mm-hmm. to figure out, uh, particularly women, like, you know, what's, what do you need? What, like, what would get you to meet somebody in person? Uh, what kind of technology you mm-hmm. think would be helpful? All those type of questions. And what became clear is that a lot of women would be, would feel very uncomfortable just sharing their location widely. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why, you know, the idea for the invisible uh, right. feature came out. Right. Like, right. So women and only women have the option of checking in as invisible. Right. And the auto check-in feature will be no different. If you're sure. set as invisible, your auto check-in will be invisible. You're, it's letting you know where other people are, but nobody's really seeing you exactly. if and that's no what you want. No one will see where you are. Mm-hmm. No one will mm-hmm. see. Even if they're checked in at the same location, they won't right. be able to see you. So essentially what happens is if you and I are both checked in at the same location and our preferences match, I won't be able to see you, but you can see me. Mm-hmm. And if you wave at me, and you're invisible wa- to okay. me alone. So Nobody then it's, it's you as the woman saying, okay, I feel okay about this. That guy looks interesting. Right. Yeah. You wave at him, and then nobody else will see you except for that guy. So then at that point, now, speaking of gender roles, I mean, everything's up to you at that point. Right. Who's going to do what? And if the chemistry is there or not, that's nothing that a technology can do for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But what would you guys think is the next logical step? I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of woman you are, what kind of dude you are. But like, do you then think like for all the Bumble users out there, like the dude now needs to you just wave. So now you need to go. What do you I mean, just curiosity, just curiosity. poll. I'm curious to to hear what you would say. Well, I mean, my entire thing, I'm not you. You probably don't know a whole lot about my approach, my my brand. Yeah. Explain to, you know, everyone what it is. Well, without taking too much focus off the app. I mean, so I started writing about four years ago on kind of bringing back romance, chivalry, 
you know, dating to, you know, to, to like dignity to, to, to dating since been read over 50 million times, oh, you know, so there's a, there's a pretty big, the, the, so obviously people want this stuff, right? right? Yeah. As you know, of course. So my whole thing has always been like, regardless of who kind of, who opens the door, who weighs first, right? It's like, it's still the man's responsibility for lack of a better term to make the approach right. and to do the pursuing and things like that. So a woman can, and like you said, it lowers the barriers for entry if a woman has like expressed interest. Right. So that wave to me is kind of like an open door. Totally. And then as a guy, you're the one who steps up and says, all right, now it's, you know, she has kind of initiated Mm -hmm. and now, which essentially is the first move. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. And now it it would be, I would think it would be up to the guy to then. And and so how does that work? Do you, do you kind of send a message? When you're watching these tests, like what do you see happening? Well, the beautiful thing is um, that a lot of what we see and a lot of what we didn't expect to see is that a lot of women prefer to be checked in as 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 visible. Really, yeah. which because which makes it interesting because what they're saying with that is that anybody who's checked in who meets my preferences can approach me. I'm, right, I'm right, open right, right. to having a conversation, and they feel safe with the app, obviously, and the things that it's it's sort of like uh, filtering before that. Also, I would think, I would think my opinion you're in a public place so mm-hmm. what's the difference between just going up to the person or this helps this helps it feel less scary but there's no it's like i'm here and you have eyes you can see me right like, right, right exactly. i mean i right, guess right, you're right. giving some information to them but you would when you start talking anyway right and, and that's exactly the purpose the right. only mm. information that you're giving about yourself when you check in as visible as a woman is that you're single and right. And your preferences match. Nothing else. So it's okay. It, you know, it's like a you know a, um, a traffic light type of party where yeah, you know, yeah, some, yeah, people yeah, yeah. Green, the, yeah some people address as green, some people address as red. It's it's really no different than that. Okay, but in an app. But so in an app, you're, you're only telling people you know I'm single. I'm open to being approached. Let's right. have a conversation. This may work out. It may not. But at least we're in front of each other. You know, you're you're. It, it's so fascinating. Like the research that's coming out lately. Um, that compares the difference between meeting somebody on a dating app versus mm-hmm. in real life. Okay, mm-hmm. what is that? Um, so, you know, uh, my best friend recently gave a TED talk. She does diversity consulting up in San Francisco. And she starts with this bit of information. Your brain is able to process 11 million bits of information per moment, whereas your conscious mind is only um, only has the capacity to process 40. That's four zero. The discrepancy is what? astronomical. So what is happening to all that other other shit? It's just like <laughs> it's happening. Just in your subconscious, like you're, okay, you're, you're not and it's fully still but it still it. affects your decisions somewhere. It affects your decisions, your thinking, your approach to things. There, you your, just may not know why. What you call your instinct. Yes, um, got. You know th- that's all mm. your brain processing information that you're not fully conscious of. <gasps> so how that translates to dating is you know, when you're meeting somebody through a dating app, all you're seeing is text on a phone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some context, there's some humor, maybe some gifts and, and photos that you made, but, but it's very limited amount of information. When you're standing in front of somebody and you see how they move, what their, right. what their tone of voice sounds like, um, their, their sense of humor, how they treat other people, you build a much more comprehensive image and oh, picture of right. what this person yeah. is. So, but you're not fully conscious of it. And, and that's what you know, gets us to the point where we start feeling some chemistry or a That's spark. what that chemistry is right. or that instinct or that right. vibe that people say they're right. getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's pheromones being exchanged back yes. and forth. Yeah, things you, you know. can't produce over a phone. Exactly. Yeah. And so. then, and that's what I think, just to jump forward for a second, is what, and we talked about this a little bit, is what makes you then, when you ask a girl out again, makes you motivates you to actually making that happen because we talk a lot about women who complain like this guy asks me out like he what are you doing tonight what are you doing and then never fucking follows through because Mm -hmm. you probably didn't meet in person and none of that happened and nobody can figure out why the connection is not firing it's like missing a synapsis in the brain like yeah, you can't it's like shopping off a menu essentially if it's not in person you know what i mean you totally. can get a certain amount. like it's like if ordering at a restaurant like you have oh that sounds good right but then you have to still pick like one meal off the menu you're not right. ordering a ton of different entrees so it sounds good but then it, something else might come out and you go oh what is that yes and that's more three-dimensional the paradox, the paradox of choice mm. um right? that is so such a good analogy <laughs> well, i speak so... in analogies all the time just <laughs> yeah. um i ju- just yesterday i i came across this this ted talk that um, that made that comparison between a the menu at uh, In and Out 
and the menu at Cheesecake Factory. Good call, and because the menu at Cheesecake Factory fucking stresses me out. It's like why you're in pages for three hours every right? time you go like, in. You're I never even... happy with your choice, no. because you're right. always thinking the grass is always greener, that I should have ordered something else, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's no different with dating. Whereas in In-N-Out, you know, it's do you want a burger or not? Right. That's it. <laughs> there's like right? no other, there's like very little ways to stray at that And how yeah, stoked yeah. are you yeah. at In-N-Out, right? Oh like, my God, right. everyone you loves never, it. Right. Um, so, but it, it's ultimately no different um, in dating. It's, it, that, that paradox of choice is super interesting. And it's actually, I really wanted to share this fascinating bit of information that came out from the interviews that I um, had back in January and February. The most interesting part about this whole thing was, you know, the, the paradox of choice is, is very well known in, in um, the scientific research, and it's been more recently applied to dating. Um, and it's something that people are aware of, that when you have a lot of choices, it, it just makes you a lot more uh, a lot more hesitant to commit to any particular choice because, mm-hmm. again, the grass is always greener. You always sure. think there's yeah. a better person out there that um, – that meets your now unrealistic expectations of what a partner should be like, right? <laughs> Which is key. Right. Not realistic right. expectations. Right. Um, and beyond that, um, it, it just becomes a lot more difficult to commit to For something, sure. to mm-hmm. give somebody the, 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 the light of day because – you know, you have you now have this laundry list of checkboxes that people need to meet in order for, to like fit your standards. Yeah. Right. right. So, one bit of information that was fascinating was that um, even the people who don't engage in dating apps are affected by this paradox of choice. And and let me and let me tell you why. Wow. There's this there's this one guy that I interviewed who lives in New York, very good looking, outgoing guy, um, has no problem approaching women, getting phone numbers, and he tells me. You know, the difficult part for me, even though I don't use dating apps, is that I'm still affected by this because the women who I meet mm-hmm. still have a million choices at their fingertips. True. So they're still, sure. yeah. you know, yeah. questioning whether the grass is always green or with me, mm-hmm. whether right. I'm meeting their unrealistic standards. So whether I engage in this dating app world or not, I'm still affected by this. Right. And then it's almost like he might feel like he's at a disadvantage because he's not in it to then also like relate. So then he's also like, am I taking some of my choices out of the pool, which he might want? Because at the end of the day, that going back to the cheesecake factory in and out menu, cho- it's like the fundamental things that you really probably want. And of course, there's specifics that can vary. But like everyone really kind of wants like the same easy things like, you know, honesty and trust and communication and like a passion or something, whatever. That's the three things you can fucking put on the burger or not. Right, right, right. <laughs> like but I think all, the, uh, the other stuff's fluff, right? It's totally fluff. But I think the interesting thing and maybe, you know, you'll have some insight on this base. And I think that this app helps to overcome this challenge is like I know with with my girlfriend, you know, now it's like, yeah, I've been on the dating apps. And of course you have this menu, the Cheesecake Factory menu, right? But like when you're with somebody that you just, you connect with and you have this like, oh, this is, this works. This is right. You know what I mean? Like it just feels right. Right. That's something that only happens in person, right? Right. And it's something that you can only kind of like, you can't describe it. Mm -hmm. You can't put a checklist on it. You just say, I don't know, but it just, it works. Mm -hmm. Right. So I imagine the idea behind this is to make that, that connection and that kind of chemistry, for lack of a better term, more likely to happen. And that's that's right. the whole purpose of it. It's that yeah. that ultimately you need to get to that point, right. regardless yeah. of how you connect with the person. You need to be face to face to you know to gauge whether there's potential here. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we're just trying to eliminate all the fluff from the beginning. Sure. Because you can psych yourself out. But with not, totally. But not only that, it's it's not just a matter of efficiency because it, I I agree with you 100. percent Is it's just incredibly more efficient to mm-hmm. just meet somebody face to face from yeah. the get go. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's also the fact that. When you're in that mindset of meeting people that are around you at the places that you frequent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing the things that you find interesting, right. you're much more likely to meet people that have common interests. I agree. So you're right. eliminating right. all right. those like, millions of people um, that you have to swipe on yeah. in order to yeah. get to a person that has similar interests. Right. Like, you don't have to waste that time engaging in that type of activity. I agree. Well, That's yeah. actually really smart. And plus, as a guy, like I, I posed this fa- this question on my Facebook page like a week or two ago, and like about to women, it was essentially, "Are you open to being approached by men?" Because most men are like, women don't want us to approach them, blah blah blah. And it was like hundreds and hundreds of women that were like, "Yes, yes, 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 right. yes." Right. So this is essentially, if you have this app, if you're a woman, if you're at this place, 
it's eliminating that that concern from the guy, right? It's like right. I don't know if she wants me to or, or not. Or it's She's making or it's making you be honest if you actually are open to it because you can say right. you are, but right. what if you're not? Then you get to these you keep going to these places and you're like, "Uh, oh, I don't want to sign in or I don't want it." And then it's like at least you know, but you don't that it's kind of a way for you to be honest with yourself, too. Right. You know, and like yeah, how how approachable are you or do you really want to be approached or right. do you really want this to happen because it's going to happen. If right. you do this, it's going to happen. Right. So get ready. Okay, wait. Now, you – what's your relationship status? I'm currently in a relationship. Okay. Did yeah. you – were when you created this app, were you in a relationship? Um, it was soon after we put it up on the App Store. Uh, that we wow. Met. But it, Isn't it funny how that happens? Yeah. But you know, <laughs> I'd like to say that it was – that we met on anywhere, but the app wasn't like fully uh, ready at that time, so – I can't take the app. I can't give the app credit for that. But you have uh, friends that are on it, and obviously yes. you speak personally with your users, and you of feel course. like you're getting to the point where you've eliminated the problems that people have complained about. And do you have friends that have like met, have success on the app, or in it's the beta stages? So I'm I'm 35. Most of my friends are married or in long term mm. relationships. Yep, I know, uh, but I have made good friends with some of my users. So to answer your question, yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I love it. <laughs> so can we ask how you met your current girlfriend? Yeah. Um, Tinder. Or is that? Oh, <laughs> really? That's hilarious. Oh my that's god! Hilarious. I can't even deal with what you just said. That what? That's, Stop that's it! Correct. That's um, I can't. I like. I'm that glad that you're so open about so it too. That's fucking perfect. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm not telling. <laughs> I'm not telling people that there's no place for this. Right. No. Um, and and people do find. I'm I'm a living example. My last three girlfriends have been from Tinder, mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. does work. Wow. The thing is that to get to that point, what I right. went through right. was right. just right. something right. that I don't want to go through. No, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, and you also sense. know that that's the problem. So you made a point to not make that a problem, and then right. made an app to help other people avoid that problem. Correct. So you you but the but the point of Tinder and the point of Anywhere and Bumble is to get to me. Right. So you mm-hmm. just eliminated the stupid shit that prevents that from happening. But right. the point of Tinder and uh, uh, listen, you're all on the same. You're all trying to do the same thing. Right. So I cannot. That is like the <laughs> best can, thing hilarious. I've ever heard in my life. But you can be like, if it, you know, if I, I use Tinder because that was the best option available. If I had had Anywhere, then you know right. I could have eliminated all these different stages, right? Because right. it's like you know exactly. And, and and again, that 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 illusion of choice, and that's just like, oh, this I can swipe for hours, right? Oh, and, and I'll tell you this, like I, you know, I, I'm not advocating for people to just like not get on these apps. I feel like they serve their their purpose for for a lot of people sure. in some good ways. Mm. Um, it's just that when you're out and about, why would you be on Tinder right. when you can right. just meet people in real life? Completely that's agree. The thing. When you're yeah. home yeah. and you're bored, like a lot of people use these apps to pass the time. Because right. it's, it's a gamified yeah. aspect it's, too. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's those shots of dopamine that are mm-hmm. just right. with oh, every match. swipe, with yeah. every match that, that just keep you hooked. No follow and that's, through. And that's the purpose of these apps, to keep you hooked swiping. Yeah. Right. But that's why people are so frustrated, right? Because that doesn't go any further than that. Because exactly. you want to keep your users technically on your app. You don't want them off. But then that's when people get frustrated because the p- actual point is to meet in person. You've somehow figured out how to marry the two together because you're a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, jeez Louise. I'm in glad you have a girlfriend. Okay, now, we love the fact – we're going to play a quick game with you before we let you go. We I love, love this part of your show. We <laughs> love the fact that you made your – title of your app like indicative of what you do like i don't like knowing not knowing what i'm getting into and that's also kind of the point of your app too you're sort of helping people not be afraid to get into something so when you sign into your app you know what you're getting is someone you can meet someone anywhere and you also are like trying to get rid of the not judging people by just their pictures it's a real life meeting well too bad not all apps are created equal okay sometimes the name of an app seems really random and not like you don't know where you're going with it mm-hmm. like what does this app mean so we think that you're really good at thinking of catchy names for apps that let you know what you're getting into oh we are God, gonna list some apps that are really well known but like they're title there it's like what does that have to do with anything that the app actually does mm-hmm. right? right so we are gonna list some apps and we are going to see if you can think of like a better name if not you know uh, you then mm. drink your drink it's so it's so funny and let me let me say this uh before we begin um i went through probably not probably it was just under 700 names before i landed on anywhere wow. so wow. i wouldn't go as and far let's, to say and that it's like an everyday things. simple word right and you went <laughs> yeah. the right way okay yeah. so this is a game we like to call anywhere repair okay so 
the dating app Zoosk. Zoosk. Um, for people that want to connect with animals. Uh, that's what you. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay, so you. That is funny. Okay. Okay, Great. Yeah, okay. That's good. Also, if you were to give it a name like that, people would then know what they're getting into. What would you call it? Not Zeus. Like, what the <sighs> fuck is a Zeus? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. But th- that's the thing. I don't know if you guys have ever turned on Zeus. But it's it's a pretty overwhelming app. It has there's pretty like, much every feature that you could possibly think. And of. there's like mm-hmm. forty million people on it, or something. Right. Like what right. the fuck? I mean, it's a, it's a very successful business. I say yeah. call uh, it like sl- uh, horrors or something because <laughs> it's like a ho- it's not that the people are horrors, but like there's so many. Yeah, it's Just more like yeah, yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I would have gone with something like everyone. Oh okay. my god! <laughs> yeah. Every- I kind of like it. And you can spell it different, too. There you go. Yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. How about, I mean, so everybody in the world or wherever it's available uses Uber, right? But Uber is like... Like, what is that? That's what? always been like Uber. It's it's always been like a, a, a term of, like, exaggeration, right? What? It's like Uber right. excited, yeah. Uber, whatever. What would you call it instead? <sighs> That's a tricky one because it was such a genius name. It's four words. It's easy to... You, People say Uber, you know how to spell it. Yeah, so, true. I, mean, I read a lot about figuring out you know, n- how to name your company and whatnot. And, and even though it's a foreign word, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, I looked it up and, and it's a German word. I don't yeah. know what it means. And it has the two little dots over the right, eye. Right. Like, what I is, believe yeah. it's German uh, root. And I can't remember what it means, but, but it, was, it was a perfect name because it was f- short, four letters. People know how to spell it. Yeah. It's memorable. It's unlike anything else. And mm-hmm. So it worked for them. Um, I think any name that you pick will be probably less uh, obscure. Uh, yeah. Obscure, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, think, it, well, I would say it should have been called Lyft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a genius name with a Y. Like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was genius. I agree. Yeah. I think Uber, I just don't understand. Yeah. Okay, so now. But, but uh, let, let me say this. Before they were, you know, before Uber became the Uber of today, they were um, essentially black SUVs. Right. True. It was, it yes. Was very, That's all it was. It was. Scale. Black car. You're yeah. right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, when I, I was visiting San Francisco, and one of my buddies um, called Uber for the first time. I'm like, "What is this? It's like super expensive. Like, completely. Yeah. It, it, taxis in San Francisco at the time were a dime a dozen. Like, it was yeah. completely uh, unreasonable. But it was so cool. Um, so I would have probably called it something like black. Or, mm. or yeah, it's got to be something simple, something, something short. Felt, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, which is probably why they went with Uber. Right. Okay, I'm going to throw a dating out app out at you because I don't understand why this is called what it is. Bumble. Okay, so I actually did a little bit of research because it, again, it worked for them, and ultimately, it's I think the power of the brand it, it ultimately justifies the name that you pick for sure. it, mm. uh, whether it's properly or, or or a good name for the company or not. But if I'm not mistaken, I think their um, their idea behind that name was that you know this social circle of, like of single hive. people around you, mm-hmm. right? It's it's your hive, a and buzzing. you are at the center of that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Or you're I don't know the queen bee, or I don't know like what? Oh, think, true, that's, because oh, that the woman be too, has yeah. to make that. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, I never would have thought of that. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's where they went. with But that. for an app where the girl makes. The move first. I wouldn't think Bumble would. I don't know what the hell that is. Like, would well, if you're, you? Th- if you're the Queen Bee, like it's your call. Right. Okay, but yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, would yeah, you, you call that. something? What What would you think would be a better i like way to let people know? Like, uh, you're the girl and you make the first move. Bumble does not mm. make me think that. <laughs> That's so true. That's a good um, question. Yeah. Oh man. That's, I mean, I'm asking so you really hard questions because <laughs> basically, I'm asking you to be a marketing genius right yeah. now. <laughs> Revamp all these different. Um, yeah. yeah, it's tricky because. I think if you want to name it after that unique feature that they have where women have to start the conversation, um, you know, you really have to dig deep as to what, what aspects uh, are sort of like highlighted by, sure. by that action. And, and I don't know. It's, it's tricky. I, 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 I don't know. That, like is that is a hard one. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard one. Yeah. Okay, we'll do one more. Which one you want to pick, James? Um, that's a good question. I'm kind of... I want to stick with the other dating app. Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> so that's one more. This is what do you think about this? And some people watching this may not even be familiar with this, but Raya or Raya. I know <sighs> everyone says Raya, but I'm like, uh, that says Raya. That's so an A. I actually know a girl named Raya. Like that's how oh. her name is spelled. Okay, or a woman. Sorry. Right. And and that's and it's pronounced Raya. So that's I always go with that. But 
but it's like so for yeah, people who I don't think, know, it's a very exclusive, like right. essentially a list, you know, dating app or celebrities. It's like a private membership. Yeah, so you dating have app. to be approved. You but have why to that? Why yeah, wouldn't you call it something else, like fucking Elite or something? Or mm. there is an Elite. There dating is an Elite Daily. Or no, not Elite Daily is a publication. Elite dating app. It's called Elite or something. Or whatever. Select. I don't know. A list or there. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. to me, then I know. I'm like, oh, okay. What do I need to be a list? Do I not open? At least I know that's where I'm going. Right. See, and also your goal would be to be dating an a list person. Like, feel at your but that's best. That's why you'd be on you, there. Yeah. I think they should change yeah. their name. And hello, <laughs> CEO of a list and. Unless that's an acronym, anywhere. in which case it would probably all be all caps anyway, though. But I think it, I so. But yeah, it. see, I just think you guys did a really good job of like eliminating that problem that everyone complains about. You know what you're getting into when you sign you, you in. You're like, okay, wait, anywhere. This is it's mm-hmm. starting to make sense, right. and I feel like it's just taking away the fears that people might have and from every direction, and just remind everyone where they can find information about you or the app and what's coming up next for you guys. Yeah. So. Um, our next version that we're really excited about with this auto check-in feature, uh, we're we're planning on releasing it uh, mid-October, so it's coming up soon. We're super Ooh. pumped. Um, and you know, if you live outside of the LA area, or if you're currently on an Android phone, not an iPhone, because we're currently only on on iPhone, um, go to our website. It's anywhere.co and sign up for updates. We you know we never spam. We only give you useful information about. You know our next releases, what's what's coming up for us, um, and so yeah, our, our website is anywhere.co. That's a n y w r dot co. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at anywhere, spelled the same way, and that. like our Facebook page. Great. So sign up, you guys. You'll know where what's happening, when they're coming to a city near you, and what phone you're on. And then if you're in LA, sign up and make sure that you show up to these meetings and turn your notifications on and all the things. And you're going to be checked in and you're going to meet people face to face. That's awesome. the goal, everyone. <laughs> Face-to-face Eliminate meetings. Eliminate all the, all the roadblocks and just put and if, and Exactly. If I, if I can just make a really quick plug, we are growing and we are hiring. We're building an engineering team. Great. If there's any listeners out there, particularly women, it's so hard to hire mm-hmm. women technologists today, women right. developers. Yeah. It's okay. incredibly difficult. Um, but you know, regardless, you know, we're, we're trying to build an engineering team. We're looking for rock star trustworthy, amazing people Great. to form part of this exciting venture. So, Guys, awesome. be part of it. Be passionate about it and then use it and like imagine how much more effective it could be. Yes, you know? absolutely. Thank you so much for coming in. We talk about thank dating apps on the so show much, all the time. Yes. We love what you guys are doing. We think it's amazing. I love what you guys are doing. Yeah, so <laughs> thank, thank you, you so again. Much. And you guys, don't forget to tune in next week. We've got an interview with author and Today Show correspondent Dr. Larry Burkett and James is back again for another co-host. Two Yay! I just, we just can't get enough and don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. James, where can everyone find you? Everybody finds me at James M. Sama, S-A-M-A, his last name, jamesmsama.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, join the conversation. I always have a bunch of great stuff going on. All there. the places and join our conversation. Mm-hmm. We deliver this content for free for you guys. So just tell a friend, pass it along. Let us know if you have any questions. We will answer them on air. And we will see you guys next week. You can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all of the things as well. All right. See you guys later. Love you a long time. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 